It's time to sit back, relax, and listen to Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life will inspire, motivate, and empower you. Live your best life now. Listen, learn, think, and decide. Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. And now, here's your host, Joan Herman. Welcome to Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. I'm Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in. Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life brings you interviews with some of the most inspirational and influential people in the world. It's our goal to educate and empower you so you can live your best life now. Thank you for taking time for yourself, and thank you for letting us be a part of your life. We have another great show for you today. Today's guest, Mia Wright's life, is now very different than her upbringing in a single-parent home on the wrong side of town. While she never imagined she'd beat the odds, she now believes that once she changed her thinking, her actions followed, and she began to experience a new level of life she never thought possible. Mia challenges us to push past our self-imposed limitations and take steps for the life we want but are afraid to even dream of. Mia is co-pastor and director of ministry at the Fountain of Praise, a 20,000-member megachurch in Houston, Texas, and she's author of the new book, Unthinkable, Do the Unordinary to Experience the Extraordinary. Welcome, Mia. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Joan. Thank you for having me on your show today. Well, Mia, thank you so much for being here because you are really changing lives. You're a co-pastor at a large church. You're an advocate for women's empowerment. But your story, your life today, is much different than you thought it would be. What was your childhood like? You know, growing up in a single-parent home, there were many times that life was very difficult. I often tell people that uh, we didn't realize or didn't know how poor we were we, because my mother was a woman of faith, and she continued to instill in us good qualities and how to live life to the full. However, there were very dark periods of our lives when, after my mom remarried, uh, my stepfather was very, very abusive, Joan, and we lived a very difficult life. He was former military, and so there were a lot of rules and regulations, and even as children, we couldn't just play like kids play. There were always rules associated with it, and there were also very strict consequences for not following those rules, you know? So, when I go back and I think about how God really blessed us, because after my mom left this abusive marriage, she struggled as a single parent working two, sometimes three jobs, which meant that we didn't get to see her very often. But there was always love in our household. There was always hope in our household, even though there wasn't much else. Well, when you were looking forward into the future, when, when you envisioned your life, did you ever imagine that you would be leading a congregation? You said you came from a family of faith, but had you had a call at that point? Oh, no. Uh, in fact, um, I was late in my 30s or in my mid-30s when God called me to serve in the church in this manner, mm-hmm. but I would never envisioned that. My grandfather was actually a pastor, and so we grew up in the church as kids, and everyone knew who he was. Everyone knew who we were. Our family was a lot of association because my family also sang gospel music, so a lot of people recognized us out and about, but for me, I was not uh, a servant in the church as a kid. I just went to Sunday school 
struggle and to and to, uh, worship on Sundays. And I never, I didn't sing. I never really found my place in the church. And so as a teenager, I kind of entered that period of really questioning, okay, well, maybe I'm not supposed to be here. Maybe this isn't for me. And to be honest, when I ran into my husband and we met one another, he told me he was an evangelist. That kind of really shocked me first. And mm -hmm. uh, we dated for, we talked as friends for about three years and dated for a year and got married. And when he asked me to write his resume, Joan, that was one of the biggest struggles of my life. He said, would you write my resume? I want to turn it into this church. They're looking for a pastor. And I remember just the awestruck moment because even though I had known he was a gospel singer, I had known he was an evangelist, I never thought in my life that he would want to be a pastor because consequently that meant I would be a pastor's wife. And so I remember looking him in the face and I said, you don't want to be a pastor, do you? <laughs> if this is what God has for me, this is what I want to do. I have to be obedient to God. And I just remember the struggle I had internally, like, oh my God, because Honestly, when I when I left church as a teenager and in my college years, I come back as a young adult, but I was still growing. I was growing as a babe in Christ. I was trying to remember the books of the Bible. And here I was married to this man who was about to be a pastor. And so it was really a challenging period. And I dealt with a lot of self-esteem issues in that, in that moment because, you know, I didn't feel qualified. I didn't feel like God could use me. I didn't know why God would even put me in this position because it was something I absolutely did not want. I was kicking, biting, screaming, scratching, clawing at God, please, no, no, no. But when I yielded to God and when I accepted that he had something bigger and better for me and that if I could really tap into it, that's when my growth spurt began in my spiritual life. That's when my confidence really bolstered because of knowing who I was in God and in Christ and having this tapped into this power and potential of, I didn't realize that I wasn't really living yet. I thought I was doing it. You know, I had a corporate job of a great job and I was excelling and doing very well. I thought I was living, but I didn't realize that I wasn't really living until I really tapped into Christ. And so it, it just became a very different trajectory for my life when I began to accept that he had better for me. Mia, how were you able to know that he answered you? How did you discern his voice from your own thoughts? You know, it's part of our growth and that we begin to discern God's voice and we can start hearing God's voice. And, you know, I don't overthink God which is part of it. And I think a lot of times people start to, you know, well, maybe God's saying this, maybe God is saying that. We start to overthink and complicate the situation because we analyze too much. God's just for us to come to him with childlike faith, right? And so he wants us to be able to, to come to him and believe it is him. I heard um, someone say before, I'm sorry, I don't, can't quote who it is. It says, I listened for the voice of God and it sounded like my own voice. And I thought, how interesting, because sometimes people are listening searching for this big booming sound that come forth out of heaven with all of these King James type words and language. Some of us are looking for God to speak to us in that manner. Sometimes God can just give us a little hint that it's him. But in our spirit, when we start to grow and start to believe and accept the things of God, it gives us a confidence that we had not had before. And you won't have to keep questioning. You know, I say when, when God sends answers, his answers are complete and they're thorough. And we don't have to keep asking somebody else, do you think God said this to me? Mm -hmm. Do you think this is the voice of God? Because it's so thorough for your life that it's almost that voice like if you were your mother calling you. When we were kids, we would play outside. There were times that my mom would stand at the door and she would yell our names. 
And we knew it was my mom because we knew it was her voice. And so we knew to respond because we would know the voices of our parents. And that's how God wants us to know his voice. And it may not be an audible. It may be a visual. God knows how you learn and how you react better. There may be visuals in your life, but it goes within to your spirit and part of your belief that moves you and shifts you to an unthinkable life. There, the, the, I really, I really believe, John, that the foundation for the unthinkable life that anyone can have begins with their belief. Beyond anything else, you must mm-hmm. believe that with God, all things are possible. Even that God will speak to you in your circumstance, in your situation, in whatever it is that you're doing, if it's to change what you're doing to send you on a different path, or if it's to affirm what you're doing to help you keep going along and have the strength and encouragement to keep moving forward, or to give you an insight or a glimpse into what is to come. We have to believe, and that's the very foundation of starting our unthinkable life, is believing that God loves us and that he has something great for us. Well, and you said that often we're searching for that grand gesture or that large voice, but you, as you you know, you went along your journey, you studied the Bible, and you learned that the people who experienced extraordinary did unordinary things. So can you share a story with us of someone who did the unthinkable to drastically improve his or her life? Yes. You know, um, when I started speaking for God, um, that was an unthinkable moment for me personally. And that was because, as I said, that I grew up in a church family. I grew up in a very traditional church family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, the roles for men and women were very defined and very outlined. And when God spoke and told me to speak his word, I knew that he wanted to use me for something. I just didn't know what it was yet. And so I had been in this period of preparation because I felt like I was getting myself ready for whatever God was about to do. And I just, you know, in doing so, that was the studying, that was praying, that was really developing my prayer life and my knowledge of his word. But um, when he spoke to me and told me to speak his word, it really took a paradigm shift for me. I didn't question whether or not it was God speaking to me. I never had any question as to what he said. It was just embracing that for myself was the challenge because I had not been, in fact, I had been taught differently. I had been taught that women did not have the ability to speak in pastoral roles, that women would never be able to use their gifts to share uh, through their mouths outside of singing and encouraging somebody one-on-one. Women would never speak preaching God's word. And so that was a shift for me. And one of the very first messages that um, that I spoke was about the woman with the issue of blood. And for many years, Joan, I spoke of her almost as a victim, being victimized because of her circumstance. But there was so much more to her story. And as I studied it further and really began to ask God for fresh revelation from that, I began to really think back to her life beyond those 12 years and how she probably was like so many of us and had a normal life. And something happened in her life that shifted her whole outcome. And this woman was an active participant in her life. She didn't just sit on the sideline and say, I'm just going to sit back and wait until I die, or I'm just going to not have any contact with anybody. She was an active participant, where the Bible tells us that she was um, going to doctors and spending all that she had, and she grew worse because of it, because now she was, you know, imagine physically sick and probably emotionally not well, and now financially struggling because of all of her investment into her healing. But it was one day that she heard that Jesus was coming to town, and she said to herself, she thought to herself, and that was the unthinkable that this woman is, that the Bible says she thought, if I could just touch the hem of this garment, I could be made whole. And 
understand when we think about this woman's situation, first of all, she was following Levitical rules. She couldn't touch the very essence of humanism, you know, sight, sound, hearing, taste, and touch. These are things that we have here. I miss one's male. <laughs> These are things that are innate in us as children, as, as, as babies, as human beings. That's something that we get. And the one thing that she had that was available to her, accessible to her, was her touch. And, and the law said she couldn't touch because of her condition. But she thought to herself, if I can just touch And so for 12 years, this woman had not been touching anyone. This woman had been following these rules and guidelines. Now, this one day, she made an unthinkable decision to become the most active participant in her healing, the most active person by reaching through this crowd. And when we can imagine how she had to press her way and she was touching people inadvertently all along the way. So she was touching, being touched all along the way, but it was the moment that she touched the hem of Jesus's garment, that the Bible says that her issue dried up immediately, immediately. And for so many people, we're dealing with life. You know, it's years of dealing with the same thing over and over, and we don't know how to get our healing, or we don't know where our hope, or we don't know if there's even an answer for us. But it said she thought that day, she thought, if I could just touch him. And so the unthinkable moment for any of us, John, become when we take action to what we believe, when we put action to that and we say, I can do this, we have to think about it. You know, God gives us our heart's desires. He gives us uh, blessings that are beyond. He blesses us in such a manner that if we could just get beyond what the limitations are, if we could just get out of the box of traditionalism, for me, that was what was holding me back to keep me from expanding the gifts that God had in me. It was the traditionalism that I had been taught the, the day I thought I can do this because God told me to do it. And I can do this despite what other people might think. That will be the day that God expands my life. And that's exactly what happened. And if I could just share this, because I I remember my mother sharing with one of my cousins, uh, one of my male cousins, all my male cousins, first cousins pretty much are preachers, and my brother is a preacher, so we have a very uh, church family, as I said. (laughs) But um, my cousin said to my mom something about, you know, you know, auntie, we don't believe in women preaching. And during that time period, my aunt got sick, and she asked me to send her some CDs of me praying. And I had uh, a few that I collected during the church services. And I accidentally sent her one of me preaching. And so her son got a hold of it. Her son was the preacher. And he called me that day after he heard it. And he said, Mia, he's, I just want you to know something. He said, you were preaching God's gospel. Please know that I believe in your gift. And it was through his unthinkable moment as well, because this was a shift for our whole family, because we all had been taught the same. So it was a shift for our whole family, but it was through his unthinkable moment that God affirmed my gift with my family, because my family was like, oh yeah, well, her husband's a preacher, and yeah, she speaks, or she ministers, or she prays, but they hadn't accepted what God had opened up or expanded as my gift yet, because it was unthinkable for my family. But when they heard the word, they could believe as well. So their belief took them to that place, and then the action is what also helped. So I just encourage people to know that your belief is one thing, 
And you can believe all day long, but you have to put some faith behind that. Your action is what the next thing that God will do to help you to reach and change your life, to reach those unthinkable and extraordinary moments of your life. The book is Unthinkable, Do the Unordinary to Experience the Extraordinary. If you'd like to get more information about Mia and her work, you can visit MiaWright.com. That's W-R-I-G-H-T, MiaWright.com. Mia, thank you so much for being here with us and for inspiring us to do the unthinkable, to put action to what we believe, because that is very powerful. So thank you so much, you and all your listeners. I encourage them to change their life and, and live a life that is unthinkable. I couldn't agree more. This is Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. Stay with us. We'll be right back. How much can the right foods do for you? A lot more than weight control. The right foods can increase your energy, improve your outlook, and strengthen your body's natural defenses. What foods can do all that? Primo Health Solutions will show you using metabolic typing. This remarkable program lets your body tell you what it needs to work best. Call them today at 347-903-7030. That's 347-903-7030. Or go to PrimoHealthSolutions.com. Using metabolic typing, Primo Health Solutions will let your body work best. Hi, this is Joan Herman, host of Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. Did you know that Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life has a free monthly digital magazine that can be read online or emailed to your inbox? Every month, nationally recognized leaders in their field provide information to educate, inspire, and motivate you. We believe in a holistic approach to life, incorporating mind, body, and spirit. Check out a copy of Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life 24-7. Visit CYACYL.com. And be sure to tell your friends. Do you find it a challenge to put yourself first? Do you feel selfish if you make your life and health a priority? You're not alone. Hi, I'm Lori Gardner, registered nurse, patient advocate, and board-certified health and wellness coach. I am the CEO and founder of HealthLink Advocates, a firm dedicated to assisting people to navigate our very complex and confusing healthcare system. We also provide coaching to individuals and groups that want to improve their health and overall well-being. Being responsible for your needs and appreciating yourself is key to overall well-being. Self-responsibility and love is the first of the 12 dimensions in our wellness inventory program. Your wellness is a dynamic process and it is important to discover your real needs and find ways to meet them. Realizing that you are unique and resourceful, as well as being the expert about yourself, is so important. To experience you as your own best friend and remaining faithful to yourself, especially in rough times, is essential for overall well-being. Once you master this dimension of wellness, you have set the foundation to move to other dimensions and start to enhance your well-being and begin to make any needed health behavior changes. We as board-certified health and wellness coaches could assist you in creating the life and well-being you desire. Contact us at healthlinkadvocates.com. Do you ever feel anxious? Does your heart start to race when you're facing something that's outside your comfort zone? Do fear and negative thinking take over your mind as soon as you're about to begin an overwhelming project or dealing with social situations? Hi, I'm Susan Greif, an expressive and healing arts facilitator and founder of Art Men's Hearts. I harness the power of creative expression helping clients release old stuck energy that keeps them feeling panicked, powerless, paralyzed, and in pain. Here are five tips to slow down your heart rate, relax your muscles, and calm your mind. One, be aware. When you are aware, it gives you a moment to pause, breathe, think, and act, not react. 
two, breathe. Inhale through your nose for five counts, expanding through your belly, then lungs. Hold for five counts. Then exhale as if though you're sighing with your mouth closed for five counts, making sure to let all the air out of your belly as though you are tightening your belt. Repeat at least two more times. Three, quiet your energy. Rub your hands together for a count of 30. Place both hands over your heart for a count of 30. Now place them over your eyes and forehead for a count of 30. Four, negative thoughts. Be aware of them. Ask yourself, are they true or false expectations appearing real? Ask, who made me believe this? Choose an alternative positive thought. Repeat that 10 times. Five, take an action. To feel less overwhelmed, break large or intimidating actions into small, easy to manage steps. Need help finding balance in your life? Check out my website, artmansheartscom and contact me for further tips and strategies to help you move forward. Hi, I am Sheila Samuels of the Samuels Law Firm. With offices in New York and Northern New Jersey, we focus on estate planning and administration, long-term care planning, as well as education law and special needs planning. Oftentimes when creating a long-term care plan for my clients and they own a home, they will want to outright transfer the property to their children. However, giving a house outright to children isn't the best way to protect it in the event you require Medicaid for long-term care. Generally, you do not need to sell your home in order to qualify for Medicaid coverage of nursing home care. However, the state could file a claim against the house after you die to recoup from your estate whatever benefits it paid for your care. This is known as estate recovery. If you want to protect your home from this recovery, you may be tempted to give it to your children. However, here are two reasons not to. One is Medicaid ineligibility. Transferring your house to your children or someone else may make you ineligible for Medicaid for a period of time because the state Medicaid agency looks at transfers made within five years of the Medicaid application. If you make an uncompensated transfer during that time period, Medicaid will impose a penalty period during which you will not be eligible for benefits. Another reason not to do the outright transfer is loss of control. When you transfer your home outright to your children, you no longer own it, which means you will not have control and your children can do whatever they want. In addition, if your children are sued or get divorced, the house will be vulnerable to their creditors. There are other ways to protect the house from Medicaid estate recovery, including putting the home in a trust. I am Sheila. Sheila Samuels, and if you or someone you know would like to learn more, you can visit SheilaSamuelsLaw.com. We all want to live a happy, productive life, but sometimes we just need a little help. Our Coach on Call experts provide strategies to help you live your best life now. Joining me today is Linda Mitchell, an intuitive life coach and reinvention expert who helps her clients move through life's challenges and transitions with purpose, passion, and clarity to emerge more powerful, fulfilled, and purposeful. Linda is here today to discuss the importance of a daily success routine. Welcome, Linda. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me back, Joan. So, Linda, tell us what a daily success routine is and what are some of the benefits? Yeah, so a daily success routine is a series of empowering activities or actions that one does every day as a conscious habit to help you have a balanced, focused, inspired day and to help you achieve your goals. A daily success routine helps you take control of your day, helps you remember your priorities, and keeps you committed to your goals. It nurtures and empowers you towards your goals and ambitions. What are some of the activities that a person could include in a daily success routine? Great question. So over the years, I've personally changed up my own daily success routine quite a bit, and I've worked with clients whose routines have really run the gamut. So what I'm saying here is it could be almost 
anything that feels true and right for you. So here's some great examples. Meditation, gratitude journaling, prayer, listening to a guided visualization. Maybe you use singing bowls or rhythmic drumming and you might recite empowering affirmations, read something inspiring or spiritual, writing, dancing, exercising. It could be any combination of things that support you in feeling good, empowered, and in some way move you towards your goals, intentions, and desires. So we already know that if you, what we focus on expands. So routinely doing something every day, even if it's just for a short time, that moves us forward towards our goals, builds a lot of momentum in the long run. And earlier I mentioned guided visualizations, and that's because neuroscience has proven that repetitive emotions, thoughts, and feelings literally establish new neural pathways in the brain. So recurring emotions from these daily success routines strengthen these pathways and literally create more of what we're focusing on. So knowing this, it makes perfect sense to begin each day visualizing and focusing on the situations, thoughts, and emotions that you want more of in your life. So in my opinion, a really powerful and impactful daily success routine includes a short visualization that encourages you to feel yourself in the situation or goal you want to create in your physical world. A daily success routine helps you wire your brain for the success you desire. It's really empowering and impactful. Linda, what would you say to someone who says their mornings are already too crazy for even one more thing? Oh, I get that. I've been there. And you know, there's an old saying I love, meditate for an hour a day, unless you're too busy. Then meditate for two hours. (laughs) But seriously, (laughs) I mean, what I'm really saying is I think a daily success routine is even more important when things feel overwhelming or out of control. So for those with kids that need to get off to school or crazy mornings that already feel so overwhelming, I would suggest either getting up a few minutes earlier just to have a little time to yourself to start your day off in a calm, pleasant, focused manner, or wait until everyone is where they need to be, and then honor yourself at some point in your day with a few minutes to set yourself up for success, balance, and serenity. It's so worth it. Linda, thank you so much for joining us today. If you would like to learn more about this topic or Linda and her work, you can visit her website, lindamitchellcoaching.com. And as always, to hear more from Linda, you can visit our website, cyacyl.com forward slash Linda. We'll be right back. Are you looking to create beautiful, dynamic graphics for your social media posts, but don't want to pay for images? Hi, I'm Patricia Singer of Follow Me Social Media Consulting. We work with small and mid-sized businesses to help them with their presence on the various social media platforms. The way to grab people's attention on social media is through the use of pictures. The picture is what's going to grab the viewer's attention before they read your post. Using pictures that you find, maybe through a Google search, could land you in big trouble. Most images there are copyrighted, and if you use one without paying for it, Sooner or later, you may hear from an attorney. To create your own graphics, there are two great platforms that you can use, Canva and Adobe Spark. These sites have a great selection of free graphics that you can customize with your message. Add your text, pick a font, and then download your finished masterpiece. It's quick, it's easy, and the best part, it's free. If you would like more information, go to besttofollowme.com. 
When you're having a conversation in relationship and it's somewhat controversial, you probably want to be heard and be right. Quite often that's what we want. And so we're maybe a little defensive, but is that right? Or do we want a result? The result being we'd like to get along. Hi, I'm Lindsay Levinson, Quality for Life Coaching. And they are two different things, getting along versus being heard and being right. See, because being heard and right is our defense, then that connects to our ego. But ego's not really gonna get you that far. If you want a result, then you're gonna wanna work with humility and truth. So if you've got a difference of opinion, I mean, for me, I'll quickly look for a reason to say I'm sorry. And it has to be true. If I don't know what I've done yet, then I will say, I'm sorry you're hurting. I've done something wrong here because you're hurting, but let's talk further so we can figure this out. And you don't want to talk at someone by saying you this and you that because people just shut their ears. You want to use words like we and use words like experience. I'm having this experience. I know your experience is different. There isn't a right or wrong. There's just different experiences going on here. So we just need to talk it through and land somewhere that feels really good for both of us. So you want to do a lot of that non-heated conversation so that you can both feel good, but nobody is charging at another person. It's not being heard and right. It's just working toward the positive result. Lindsay Levinson, qualityforlifecoaching.com. Look me up. I'd love to talk to you, help you in any way I might be able to. Soul by Rain is produced from various seed flowers. Its primary ingredients hail from the black cumin seed and the black raspberry seed. These two combine with Chardonnay grapeseed NutriFlower to provide a powerful antioxidant barrier against the devastating effects of stress. Sold by Rain has been hailed as one of the most important anti-aging antioxidants ever discovered. Soul is an anti-inflammatory and it helps prevent and repair radical damages for a healthier heart. Get your soul by calling your Rain partner, Elmina Ziza, at 973-722-1154. joining us. I hope you found the show informative. At Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life, we believe that knowledge is power. Take what you've learned, apply it, and live your best life now. Remember that the information provided are the opinions of our guests and should never replace the advice of a professional who knows your personal situation. If you'd like more information, visit our website, cyacyl.com. While on the site, listen to Pasha's On Demand, read our digital magazine, take part in the book club, check out our team, and be sure to follow the show on social media. Until next time, this is Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in.